I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about a surprising reason for breakups. Yes. There are a lot of reasons that people break up. But a lot of the advice out there is centered around very basic things. Right? Cliche things. Yep. We fight too much. Right? right. Things like that. But they're compatible. Yeah, exactly. Basic things. You've heard it time and time again. But we look much deeper than that a lot of times. Because Margaret and I are often looking at mental health and our abilities to attach and our ability to navigate difficult times when we're struggling with our issues or our partner is struggling right. with their issues. Yeah. And there are so many different reasons that people can break up. And one of the things that we have tried to repeatedly help you guys understand is that family is huge with a breakup. Right. Okay. However well disguised it may be. Yes. Because we are not isolated beings. We all have friends and we all have family. And our family of origin often has a huge impact on us. Even as adults, we don't realize that there are a lot of messages that our caregivers give us and they approve of the person we're dating or they disapprove. Um, they or will they interfere. they say they approve and don't. Yeah. They'll say they approve, but they sabotage. There's a lot going on here. And today we're going to look at how death is a big part of that. Yes. And you need to take a real close look at your situation and think, okay, have there been any deaths in my ex's family? Major deaths. Mother, father, right. siblings. Particularly a parent. Yeah. Margaret's got some great research on this, so pay close attention because you might have overlooked that there was a death or some grieving or some loss that has really interfered with your current relationship. Well, what I have seen, and I think I mentioned it last time, we just sort of briefly began on this topic of losing parents. Uh, I have seen any number of people who call to say, my partner broke up with me because there was a death in their family or a family member had a terminal illness. Mm -hmm. And what the person will say is, I can't, I can't worry about having a partner right now. My family needs me. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it struck me as especially sad mm -hmm. because that's one of the most difficult things that happens in our life mm -hmm. is to lose a parent. And why would you want to go through that without having your partner? Okay? Yep. 
And I set out to research this and see if I could find some answers. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to share some of the research that I did. Yep. Um, and I could tell you, I just had a call this past week where the girl, and who was my client, the boyfriend had his brother hit by a car and oh, killed. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so that caused the breakup. There is a complete breakdown in the family. And I think that there was a lot of trauma in the family. Mm -hmm. um, and she was shocked because everything was good up until the death. Right. And then it just completely fell apart. Right. It's terribly confusing mm -hmm. to a partner. And they often call us help trying desperately to understand what happened here. And I had no quick answer for what happened here. And oftentimes they'll say, well, I, I, I just couldn't be there for them. I couldn't be a partner to them um, and still be available to my family. Well, why not? If it's a good relationship, your partner will help you through this. Yeah. So anyway, here's more of my musings here. Um, it has been proved by research now this is from an article. You this can is from an article. Want to share the name called, of the article? Yes, it's from. It's written by a clinic um, out in the Midwest called Rock Solid Relationship Solutions. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. So here's some rock solid research. Um, it can be so traumatic for a marriage or a relationship when there is the death of a parent. Mm -hmm. It is off. It has often been baffling to families and therapists alike to see this lead to divorce, or again a breakup. Many think it would bring the couple closer due to this kind of significant loss. But recent research shows that there is a spike in divorce or breakup rate mm -hmm. when there is a death of a parent in the partnership. Yep. Why does this happen? First, Susan Johnson, creator of Emotionally Focused Therapy. She's our old friend from Canada, mm -hmm. Susan Johnson, who talks about attachment. Says that when a parent dies, the partner can suffer an attachment injury. Of course, that's our first attachment, yeah. right? So right off the bat, we're in trouble. Positive and negative memories flood back in a person's grief process. Mm -hmm. They may look for comfort and feel their partner is distant and not there for them in their time of the most need. And what I hear from people is we didn't know what to say. And we were afraid that if we brought up the subject, we could make things worse. Okay? Talking about things never makes them worse. It makes them better. Okay? For some people, their partner's distance in an unforgettable and unforgivable abandonment. Mm -hmm. um, I heard about a woman who's... She'd been married for years, 20-odd years, and when they got the news that this woman's mother had died, the husband called her and said he was terribly sorry about that, and that he was sad to and did all the right things. And then he never mentioned it again, nor would he let her mention it. Okay? How painful. He might have been trying to do the right thing, and I don't know that she was able to tell him what she needed. Okay? Um, Susan Johnson says that it's one thing to have losses, and we're all going to have them, and it can be unbearable. Uh, but if you have a loss and you're alone with it, it's totally intolerable. So it's not a good time for a breakup. 
no matter how torn you feel. Okay? Um, sometimes people immediately get the idea that, oh my God, life is short, look, this person died. And it can bring up your own issues around mortality sure. and what you're going to do with the time you have left. Yep. And I've seen people say, oh my God, this can end very quickly and very suddenly. I better go out and have all the fun I can. Or yep. I better take, I better do all the things on my bucket list. There's no time to waste. I better get going. I have seen that response several times. Yep. Okay? <clears throat> um, that's one possible response. There are many. Um, there are some people who remained married when they were unhappy because they thought a divorce would upset their parents. So, of course, if, if a parent dies, then they feel absolutely free to get the divorce they've wanted for a long time. Yeah. But again, it would be a decision made out of loyalty to family of origin. Okay? Um, so there are all kinds of difficult responses that people can have to a loss. Um, it can be very hard to lose a parent, but it need not be the end of your marriage. If you are experiencing distance from your partner, tell them what you need. And I hear people say, well, they should know. No, we have to tell them. People don't always know. And no. people hesitate to say the wrong thing. Yep. Saying the wrong thing is not going to be the end of the world either. If you say the wrong thing, you can quickly correct it and say the right thing. All right? So don't not talk. Don't not communicate, all right? Ask, them, ask your partner what they need to be comforted and, and be emotionally available. If communication has been a struggle around this death, then see a qualified relationship counselor who can help you both manage your grief and teach you to provide comfort. You can do something about the distance and deepen your love for one another mm -hmm. through your time of loss. Mm -hmm. The other thing that always strikes me as strange when people say, well, I can't have a partner and be there for my family too. Well, are, is this a 50-50 relationship you have with your partner? Would you be there for your partner if the shoe were on the other foot and they had lost a parent? And most people say, oh yes, of course I'd be there. Well, you know, why wouldn't you expect your partner to be there for you? Yeah. Okay? And see that your life could be a little better going through this. So, I continued my search um, for why does this happen and what do we do about it. And I came across a gentleman who had been um, a funeral director while he was in college. He got a job one summer being a funeral director. Mm -hmm. Later in his life he decided to become a therapist. And of course by that time he was pretty much an expert on grief. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very practical job he had. Um, and he does a very quick review of Bowlby's feelings about attachment, but you know all those because you've heard them from us. Uh -huh. And says, of course, you know, we have to learn to cope with grief throughout our lives because death is a reality. Sure. In many ways, we learn through life how to cope with grief. From the first time that a toddler is faced with being separated from a parent, which mm -hmm. you brought up earlier, mm -hmm. they experience grief. If we find ourselves lost or we lose our cell phone, we experience grief. We quickly recover from those emotions, though, when we find what we have lost. There is a sense of relief and joy. But when someone dies, the recovery is slow to come, and the pain that ensues sometimes feels unbearable. Sure. As a therapist, and as I learned from being a former funeral director, 
Helping people through the grieving process or bereavement feels daunting at times. There is no way possible for us to bring back what is lost. Yeah. Providing comfort to the survivor and the intense pain we see them in leaves us feeling helpless at times, and that may be part of why partners distance. They just don't know what to do to help or to fix it, and they worry they'll do the wrong thing. But Dr. Sue Johnson points out in her book, Hold Me Tight, suffering is given, suffering alone is intolerable. Okay, so don't go through a difficult time alone if you can avoid it, all right? But what I have learned in my own practice and from my former career as a funeral director, that learning how to be present and providing people with the tools to reattach in new ways seems to help. Okay? Reassure the person and normalize the grief. Grief is a normal human response to loss. Okay? Sometimes we even get angry at the deceased for leaving us. But that doesn't last long, and then we again get sad and, and grieve their passing. But it's important to normalize grief, because some people think they should be able to get over this in five minutes. No. Okay? Yeah. And you can't. And grief is not unmanly or unadult or any of those bad things. And then if, you know, your partner had issues with their family member that passed away... Right. That can complicate the issue enormously. Uh, if your partner is, has, you know, two sets of feelings toward their parent, they love them on the one hand, but were abused by them emotionally or physically on the other hand, it can make grief a lot more difficult. And it would make having a partner a lot more, more difficult to deal with. I once had a client who was in an extremely ambivalent position uh, with her mother. And when her mother passed, I was very worried about she, how she was going to handle it. And what she said to me was, I figured out that I have to deal with both sets of feelings, the part of me that loves her and the part of me that's angry at her. And she did that exactly, and she got through it. Wow. Okay, so all of the feelings yeah. are valid. And I couldn't have put it any better than she did. Yeah, that's a really good insight Isn't it? to yeah. realize. Yeah. She had been with Narcotics Anonymous for like 30 years, so she had learned a lot of stuff. She was a very wise woman. Wow. Okay. Um, encourage rituals and memorials. Attend any, any funerals or memorials that, that your partner needs to go to. Go with them. And that's a way of having some process and some ritual to, to come to terms with the loss. It's an acknowledgement. Because remember, our first response to a loss is denial. That can't be. You hear people, if they've just heard about a death, oh, not, not Joe Smith. He was only 35. It can't be. So our first response is denial. Okay? And then anger. Why would God take such a young man? Etc. Then there's bargaining. If only he had gone to the doctor sooner. If only, if only, if only. Bargaining's big. Bargaining is big, yeah. I got stuck with bargaining for a long time. Did you? People do but get with stuck the, with, with bargaining the, for not a long time. With, not with the death, but with my breakup. Yes. Yes, and we mourn, we mourn a breakup like a death. This is not an irrelevant subject. And I think a lot of people will agree that a breakup feels worse than a death. In some ways it does, because the death is final, there's no ambivalence, there's no questions about how to handle it. But I think when you, when you lose someone who's still alive here mm -hmm. on the planet and not talking to you, that's very, very mm -hmm. difficult. 
And anytime this topic comes up, there's always a comment. There is nothing worse than the loss of a child. Okay. Oh, yes, we will. That is the worst. We will certainly agree with that. I would agree with that. Absolutely. 100%. That. And that can lead to divorce as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we would all absolutely say yeah. that. Yeah, but, but, you know, like when I when my mom passed, it wasn't nearly as painful as my breakups. Right. My breakups were worse. Right. Well, it's what they used to call, the old Greeks used to call that, at least it was the normal order of things. Because, you know, you expect a parent to pass away before you do. Sure. Um, so at least it's not a crazy thing where the person is of a, of a young age and so forth. And it's much easier to accept. Yeah. Yeah. So. You also had some warning, and that makes a difference. It's different if you if someone is ill, and you have a chance to do what they call anticipatory grief, as opposed to somebody dropping dead with no warning, which is much worse. Yeah, my mom had cancer, and the cancer that she had was very rare and very aggressive, and it was kind of a it was shock shocking when she got diagnosed because she had been in good health, but then watching her go through the chemo and the radiation and everything and just knowing what the prog prognosis was from the beginning was just like yeah it was painful sure but it was kind of like i i knew it was coming you know it was coming and there is such a thing as anticipatory grief you begin the grief process before the person passes yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that yeah um, and and because you know I was already a therapist and Margaret was already seeing me all the time. I was able to process everything and make sure that I was able to talk with my mom about any issues that I had and resolve anything. And I made sure that I told her anything that I needed to tell her, talk to her about anything I needed mm -hmm. to talk to her. Um, that I didn't want to feel like... I wish I had said this, I wish I had done right. that. Exactly. It's important. If you, if you get a chance to do that, it's wonderful. Looking back, the only thing I would have done differently is I, I, I would have taken off more time from work and spent more time with her, with her yeah. especially early when she was diagnosed, mm -hmm. um, before like maybe gone on some vacations with her. Yeah. But, you know, there's no loss of a parent that doesn't leave us with some regrets. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, she had to go to so many doctor's appointments once she was diagnosed, it was you know, weekly or, you know what I mean? So and you there, couldn't function in your job. Jobs, I think you had to yeah. at that point. Um, but even like getting away would have been difficult. Like taking her away on a vacation would have been difficult is my yeah. point. Yeah. So It's never easy. It's never easy. But don't give up your partner in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay? That would be my advice. Now, here's the, here's the piece of information I had been looking for. And this guy puts it in this article almost as a footnote. So let me read it to you. And when I read, read it, I thought, aha, this was what I was looking for. Okay. One thing of note about this. Many times people feel a sense of guilt for reinvesting in others or beginning new relationships. It feels as if they are somehow being disloyal to the deceased. Okay. This, too, is a normal way of feeling during the grieving process. Mm -hmm. A way to provide reassurance for people experiencing this is to let them know that our capacity to love is limitless. Because I love you, 
I don't love my parent, my deceased parent, any less. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessary. It isn't that you have only two quarts of love to give. You have as many quarts as you need. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of challenging the notion that it would be somehow disloyal to my parent for me to go on. And I had a client who was terribly stuck in that process um, for a long time, years. Eventually she got out of it, but it was very difficult for her. She felt like she had no right to live once her mother had passed, wow. let alone enjoy anything. It felt disloyal to her. Well, and you could imagine it would go the same with if a spouse passed. Sure, oh, of course. Yes, with a spouse too. Yes. A way to provide reassurance, okay, is to remind people that our capacity to love is limitless. You never love the person who has died any less when you allow yourself to love others just as much. Let me repeat that. You never love the person who has died any less when you allow yourself to love others just as much. Okay, it's not either or, it's all of the above. Okay, and we can get stuck in either or really, really easily. It is simply a shifting of the emotional energy and allow oneself to attend to that need for attaching. You still have a need to attach, okay? So this was the answer I was looking for, and this makes it make sense. The person who breaks up around a death in the family is feeling disloyal to the parent if they continue to enjoy a relationship when the parent is gone and can't enjoy things anymore. Mm. But you can continue to love your parent just as much as you ever did and still have your partner there. Okay, the other really crucial piece is you have to let your partner know what you need. Okay, I'm going to need a talk, to talk about my mother or my father. I hope that's okay with you. If I look sad or I seem to be upset, it's okay for you to ask me if that's part of what's going on with me. It's okay and necessary and healthy to talk about this. Right? Like the poor husband who never dared talk to his wife about it ever. And they had been married so long, I would guess that he had an attachment to this person too. Sure. Yeah. How could you not? Sure, they had been family for years. Okay? So it took me many articles to find this little gem. And uh, I think, unfortunately, I, I was going to look at some of the other stuff that this guy wrote because I thought he was great. Um, but unfortunately, he passed, so I grieved him for a few minutes. Jeez, now everybody <laughs> watching is going to be grieving. Yeah, I know, yeah. And what was his name? His name was Dr. Gordon, and I had looked at his website. Okay. Because I was willing to look at anything he wrote. I thought he was great. Wow. Hopefully you guys found this informative, and give Margaret a thumbs up on the video for the research on this one. Um, I'd like to say one more thing. Sure. It was difficult to do the research on this because our least favorite topic in the entire world is grief. And I've put off presenting this for two times when Craig and I have met to record. So mm -hmm. in case you're feeling squeamish about the subject, know that you're not alone. It's a hard subject. It is. But one that we thought we should get we to. We thought we should get to. Okay. If you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful to you, please sign up.
Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.